It's still early in the morning, uh, but it's as good as a time as any to work up an appetite. On today's Zoom In segment, we've invited two very special chefs whose culinary prowess has tantalized the taste buds of the picky food critics of the New York Times and the Michelin Guide. Particularly of their Murhe, a reviewing on the New York Times piece, wrote, Distinct at first, everything gets mixed together, synchronizing in a bite that's deeply invigorating and bright any time of the year. Certainly makes Murhe sounds festive, right? We now connect with Jin Lim and Ethan Sinyanmin, co-founders and head chefs of Korean tapas restaurant Pansang in San Francisco. Good morning and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Hi. Uh, San Francisco <laughs> is uh, where I grew up, so this kind of feels like a homecoming. Oh. It's very exciting. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> TMI for the morning. Okay, let's get started. Mm. First on your dish, the Murhe noodles. Uh, this was selected by the New York Times as one of the 23 best American dishes of the year. No offense, but I don't normally associate Murhe with American mm-hmm. cuisine. So oh, yeah. I, I need you guys yeah. <laughs> to maybe connect those dots there. First, describe the dish for some of our listeners who may be unfamiliar with Murhe. And is it similar to the Murhe that we have here in a sizzling South Korean summer? Yeah, uh, flavor wise, our Murhe noodle is pretty much the same as traditional Murhe. Yeah, it features uh, two seasonal fish, pickled mu and cucumber with fermented chili broth, mm. classic mulhe sauce. And there are various mulhe in Korea. Ours follows pohang style, an emphasis on gochujang flavors. Mm. And uh, we've modernized the presentation by serving it on, on a plate for a contemporary touch. A modernize is an understatement. I wish we can stream the image of it. I mean, there's like floral decorations, like there are these beautiful cup of right. noodles. <laughs> uh, it's it's a fancy version of a murhe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Ethan, uh, on the listing, we wanted to ask you how you feel. So to be named one of the 23 best American dishes of the year by the New York Times, it certainly sounds like an exciting uh, publicity. It's fascinating because on this list, you also see things like chicken fried steak, uh, Rocky Road ice cream, brisket taco. And some of those feel more familiar as perhaps who is used to an American cuisine. And then there's Murray. It kind of sticks out to me. Mm -hmm. How did it feel to be recognized as one of the most influential newspapers in the U.S. as the American dishes to look out for? Oh, yeah. uh, Actually, it's really, truly amazing. Especially considering the kind of difficulty with the murhe in the beginning, because it was a little difficult for people to understand the the murhe how to eat like like with a spoon and the tangy and then spicy broth with kind of drinking like a kind of thing. Right. Uh, so we had to like kind of adjust it, transforming the broth into kind of sauce kind, so that they can mix it and with a kind of chopstick, but still has a murhe taste to it. Uh, and then now Murhe become the, the dish uh, that represents the restaurant Bansang. Um, and also it's our favorite. So every time we visit Korea, we always go to the Murhe restaurant eating. Mm-hmm. And now we are very proud that our favorite dish is picked as uh, one of the best restaurants in 2023. Mm-hmm. And also it's very interesting that we got uh, a lot of uh, media attention from Korea 
And now we are doing the interview with the uh, Ariane TV. That's pretty amazing to me. And uh, <laughs> of course, to the Gina as well. Yeah. <laughs> News travels fast and we got really excited. Yeah. If you haven't seen the images, guys, I encourage you to check it out. It's like Murray, like you've never seen it before. Now, of course, we're curious about naturally the selection process for the New York Times. Uh, we hear that the Times reporters and top food experts visit hundreds of restaurants before selecting the finest of who gets to make the list each year. So it it yeah. sounds like a big yeah. honor. Uh, what do you think were the key factors of Bure and Noodle that captured their attention? I go back to the list. I mean, we think things are much more familiar, like chicken fried steak is pretty universal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rocky Road yeah. ice cream is very inherently American. And Bure feels that's relatively right. new. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Bure has actually yeah awesome blend of flavors and flower sweet and fruity with a kick of spice as well. And also texture or diverse too, mm. uh, with a buttery feel from the fish and a satisfying crunch from the veggies. And people love uh, mulhe, mm. not just for its taste, but also for its healthy benefits. Ah. As you know, yeah, they uh, uh, they appreciate raw fish as a health food choice. Mulhe is essentially a cool combination of uh, good for you elements, such as veggies and uh, and the fermented chili broth. I wonder if K-Cuisine's popularity overseas has a lot to do with that. It's the healthier option and it's flavorful and you can really make your own recipe with a key ingredient like gochujang, for example, if if it's too spicy, yeah. put less of it. But the flavor is so distinct. Uh, you guys decided to set up shop in San Francisco. I left my heart in San Francisco, so this is fantastic news. Uh, however, I, I do wonder, you know, what took you there and what is your story? Uh, it seems you've attended the same culinary school here in Korea. So how did you first cross paths? What motivated you to jointly open a restaurant, not in Korea, but all the way in San mm. Francisco? Oh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah, as you said, we both are graduated from the same culinary school in Korea and later worked at a Michelin star restaurant in San Francisco together. Ah. And uh, yeah, during our time working together, we casually discussed the idea of opening a Korean restaurant someday in San Francisco, if we had a chance. And fortunately, we got that chance earlier than expected. So yeah, we decided to open a restaurant. And the reason for choosing the US, specifically San Francisco over Korea, is that, uh, as you know, Los Angeles uh, already has tons of Korean restaurants and uh, Korean food is popular there. However, it's not as well represented in San Francisco. Mm. Therefore, we wanted to introduce and popularize Korean food in this city. Are you guys located close to uh, the Japanese town, if I'm not mistaken? Oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's indicative of maybe maybe lacking representation in San Francisco. There's certainly, you know, a major Korea town in New York and L.A. Maybe this could yeah. be a beginning of brighter things in the Bay Area. Uh, and this brings me to my next question about perhaps your culinary philosophy. Uh, not only the New York Times, but the Michelin Guide also took notice of your restaurant and added it into the uh, Bib Gorman list, which honors the best value for money at eateries in the U.S. It's impressive to say the least. You said your time came earlier than perhaps expected. So tell us a little bit about your culinary philosophy. What are you guys aiming to do with your restaurant? Um, so like uh, we are very passionate about introducing the um, new flavor of a Korean cuisine in the universally like appealing manner 
I would just say. So I know it sounds a little ironic, because um, but sometimes it's very shame that people know Korean food as only kimchi and Korean barbecue, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know we have much more than that. And then, but I believe is that people normally go for the comfort food, but I don't think that people enjoy the completely new flavor as much. So what we are doing at the Bansang is bring the new flavor of a Korean cuisine, mm-hmm. and then we do some like a common ingredient from other culture. So that like, it's making more like um, elevated, also more approachable mm. in a way. And then essentially, I want Bansang to be the kind of like a gateway for people who was not familiar with the Korean food or never had Korean food. That's a kind of like our passion. Mm. Yeah. For someone who's new to Korean cuisine to sort of you know get yeah. their water uh, feet wet and s- realize that the Korean cuisine is so much more than grilling meat and kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great too, exactly. but we have such a variety, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Ethan, uh, can you introduce some other popular menus at Bansang for our listeners who haven't been to your restaurant yet? Uh, it's a hard question, but I, <laughs> I have my favorite is... Um, it's called the Korean steak tartar. It's in Korean term, it's yuke. Mm-hmm. So that's the traditional version of a soy sauce and uh, mixed with the soy, uh, the tartar with the soy sauce and mm-hmm. Korean pear mm-hmm. and the pickle, the kolabi. Mm-hmm. And the top with the grated parmesan cheese and eat with the tortilla chip. Mm-hmm. And also, secondly, I would say our black hot dish. Mm-hmm. So we marinate the black hot with the gochujang for 48 hours and then roast it and then serve it with the chili fumet. Also in Korean term is hemorrhagic sauce. Ah, and then, yeah, yeah, is that I don't we couldn't find the like right word for it. And then serve it with um, uh, charred bean sprout. Mm. And last one is this is actually my personal favorite is um the uh, tomato kimchi. Uh-huh. So it's just a service our com- complimentary banchan. Okay, but people love it. Sometimes they order like five times more, and it is a uh, we use a. Unliped green tomatoes for the uh, crunch texture, uh-huh. and we fermented with the basil. It's a very refreshing and a very like unique dish, and kind of love it. My mouth yeah. just watered up. That sounds delicious. <laughs> and that's not even your main dish, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. But certainly adding, you know, maybe turning these UK into a more approachable means, like adding beef tartar, so, you know, maybe a different uh, cuisines could make comparisons. And, and yeah. also the fact that you put it on tortilla chip, it, it sounds easy, right? Uh, yeah. Familiar taste with a little bit of unfamiliar. Uh, Jin, you mentioned earlier that, that perhaps it, it's the health factor that brings in customers to your restaurants. Uh, so I want to ask you a question about K-Foods, maybe popularity. It's certainly enjoying feverish popularity in many other countries, not just in the U.S. as we speak, but not all trends are here to stay. So what kind of efforts do you think are needed to make the recent global K-Cuisine craze last? Mm. Yeah, uh, some people claim that K-Food is experiencing a golden time of popularity. Now, I believe that K-Food has immense potential and elements that can fascinate people worldwide. And there are still Korean dishes waiting to be introduced globally. We should not hesitate to share our flavors. Like when we first uh, introduced Mulhae, we didn't know it was going to be selected as one of the best dishes in America, but it was. Uh, first of all, I think we must continue to make efforts in uh, showcasing K-Food beyond well-known 
Korean dishes like bulgogi or bibimbap without any hesitation. Uh, kimbap got a lot of love this year with the frozen kimbap craze in the U.S. That was sort of unexpected. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, although that's a really popular snack in Korea, I mean, we started, there was a time when I was growing up, I think we called it Korean sushi. Now just people refer to it as kimbap. So that's a beautiful change. Right. And we're hoping to see more excellent Korean dishes be showcased, namely at Pansang. I don't expect you to share your recipes or your deepest, darkest secrets, but what's next for you and your restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> um so i would say so uh next year we preparing some like an event like a pop-up and collaboration it's kind of like a fun event and for the long-term goal i think i never seen that someone like other like a culture of a cuisine considered as a local restaurant in the united states so we have another restaurant it's a, in our group it's called the Deho. Mm-hmm. so my goal is we both restaurant in surviving 30 years and then considered to be a local Korean restaurant in San Francisco. You know, it's very hard to open a restaurant for like 30 years and also even harder to still popular and still famous, you know. And then that's the kind of my goal also. I believe that's the, um, the way to contribute the globalization of a Korean cuisine. It would be funny if Jin said, that's not my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Probably he had some different goal, yeah. (laughs) But I'd imagine similar vision, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 30 years is a long time. All right. I, yeah. I, I think I think it's time for us to wrap up the interview this morning. But but we really appreciate it. Um, Ethan and Jen, is there any last words you'd like to share with our listeners right here on Adirang Radio? Last words? Oh, yeah. Actually, thank you for having us. This is, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like our dream to be a, like a radio. We Actually, we did not expect to be really um, get a lot of attention from the Koreas. And then all of my friends and and then they posted about the, our like restaurant and then they asked, hey, is it your restaurant? Mm. It's a restaurant that's unusual. And then uh, I really hope you guys enjoy it. And then if you possibly can come to our restaurant and try some new dishes. Uh, yeah. There is much more than I did to say, you know, and then. So yeah, thank you so much. We, we appreciate it. We have listeners tuning in from different parts of the United States. So Pansang is set up in San Francisco. Check out the Muhe. That's the dish that got the New York Times attention. Thank you very much to Jin Lim and Ethan Seon Min. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.